Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Let's get started, though. I want to get at this in the story that has dominated news in Western Canada, particularly in the beautiful province of British Columbia, is, of course, the flooding and the aftermath, with British Columbia's government seeking bids for road reconstruction. We're going to speak with the former Premier of British Columbia, Ujal Dussange, about this, and as well with the Premier, because he's also the former Federal Minister of Health, about where we stand, as far as he's concerned, with health care delivery in this country, particularly during a a pandemic. Premier, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing well, considering everything. Yeah, you have a lot to consider in British Columbia, and uh, one of the things I want to talk to you about is how ready the province was. You and I started to talk about that uh, three weeks ago, and I'd like more from you on this, how ready the province was as far as infrastructure is concerned to prepare for natural disasters. Now we know the government, no surprise, the government of the province is seeking bids for road reconstruction. How ready was British Columbia for what happened, and how ready could the province maybe have been? Well, obviously, everyone would agree that the province could have been better prepared. Um, um, this is not about apportioning blame or criticism, but the fact is that um, that the uh, government at at one point back in the early two um, thousands, early first decade of this century, uh, the, the provincial government uh, downloaded the responsibility of emergency preparedness, diking, and the like to municipalities. Um, and obviously, um, they weren't they weren't prepared. Um, I don't know whether the appropriate amount of money flowed with that responsibility. Uh, I don't believe it did. Um, and so you can't blame the municipalities. But the fact is that all of this hasn't been managed well at all. And um, and we need to do better. Infrastructure is not a sexy issue. Spending on infra- infrastructure does not win elections. And so the province is where it is now. How do you expect things to move forward, and what sort of cooperation do you think might occur between the province and the federal government ultimately when it gets down to dollars and cents? Well, I think that, you know, at this moment, the cooperation between the feds and the provincial government is excellent. Um, we'll see as the time goes on and as the demands um rise in terms of the need um, of British Columbia, because you can't rebuild, for instance, the Coquihalla or any other um, um, freeways or highways that have been breached um, with the same geotech engineering standards. Uh, You have to build them with the newer realization that floods are here to stay, perhaps. Um, and, and uh, you know, so engineering is always done based on last hundred years of experience, and now it would be done based on this year's experience. And that would be a lot more expensive, uh, and, and the federal government may have to fork out money for those things, not just in this province, but right across the country. Yeah. I was about to suggest there are other provinces that are prone to natural disasters of any number of kind, how much Absolutely. of an issue? You know, how much of an issue was infrastructure spending when you were the premier of British Columbia? Well, it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't an issue. We had um, we had formed government back in '91, and Coquihalla had just been done, and that was 
an engineering feat in itself, um, traversing mountains and valleys and ups and downs. Uh, and now, of course, that uh, stands breached. Um, and so, you know, it wasn't an issue then. Um, the emergency preparedness, as I mentioned before, was an issue, but we were only talking about uh, um, earthquakes. We weren't talking about floods. Um, and, and this um, uh, climate change has has to refocus our energies both on the possibility of a big one, earthquake uh, in British Columbia, and floods. Yeah, the earthquake issue is always one that is has to be considered, particularly for the West Coast, the northwest of North America, which, of course, includes British Columbia. British Columbia would be central to any sort of big one, as it's described. Premier, when it comes to health care, you were the federal minister of health, and sometimes we see and we feel that there is a significant amount of antagonism that exists between provincial and, and the governments and the federal government. A lot of it has to do with what the provincial government of the day wants and the objectives of the federal government of the day, and sometimes it's the healthcare consumer who's caught in the middle. And I get the very strong sense that that is exactly what's happening during the pandemic. What is your feeling, and how much of a challenge is delivering healthcare to Canadians in a massively large country with a relatively small population with competing governments? It's a huge um, difficulty because you have the population spread all over the place thinly, uh, except near the U.S. border, um, and uh, and we need to have equitable health care right across the country, and that becomes very difficult without federal support. And that's, of course, always the bone of contention between the federal government and the provinces, how much money would the feds put into health care and how much control they would have. Um, and Quebec doesn't brook any interference at all. Other provinces go along sometimes, sometimes not, with some directions from the federal government. But what what it appears to me now after pandemic, when you have several hundred thousand surgeries, both elective and otherwise, that may have had to be postponed, and where some people that some people may have died because of that, uh, this issue comes to the fore. Uh, in a way that it hasn't done before, uh, one of coordination, one of helping the federal government, helping the provinces and, and the provinces coordinating with each other to support each other as well. And that that issue has to be addressed. You can't afford, even in a pandemic or otherwise, where, when surgeries uh, have to be postponed, there are people, uh, those people are in pain and they're suffering uh, while they're waiting. Yeah, I believe the number... There's 347,000 surgeries. Just think about that number. 347,000 surgeries postponed. That, that's, that's just for the first few months of the pandemic. Yeah. That's not the whole year of the pandemic. Yeah. And more than 4,000 people died in Canada. Uh, and her illness is not related to COVID-19 infections. And that's between August and December of last year. So there's a big bridge to cross here. If you want to hear more... Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.